previously on the Horror Drafts Podcast. Nah, man, we're the we're the Five Day Rentals Video Store Podcast, man. The Video Store Podcast. To recap part one, Bones, in the first round you took Ghostbusters, in the second you took Manhunter, in the third round you took Predator, in the fourth Aliens, and in the fifth Terminator. Kron, in the first round you took The Fly, followed that up with Hellraiser in the second, A Nightmare on Elm Street, the original, in the third, Christine in the fourth, and then Maniac Cop in the fifth. Dan, you took an American Werewolf in London with your first overall pick. You took the Lost Boys in the second round. You took Demons in the third, Reanimator in the fourth, and then finished out round five with Silver Bullet. Nick, of course, you took The Shining with the number one overall pick in the entirety of the 1980s horror draft. Then you took The Evil Dead in the second round, The Changeling in the third, Return of the Living Dead in the fourth, and A Night of the Demons in the fifth. Uh, I took The Thing in the first round, Evil Dead 2 in the second, Day of the Dead in the third, They Live in the fourth, and Chopping Mall in the fifth. Welcome to this follow-up episode, the second part of the two-part series where we're going to draft around 6 through 10 of the 80s horror draft, the mega draft, with the gentleman from 5 Day Rentals Podcast. We're joined again by Bones, Dan, and Cron. Thank you guys so much. We're going to get right into the second half here. Bones, you are up with the first pick of the sixth round. All right. Uh... Assuming you listen to part one, you're thinking, "Oh, Bones mm. is winning this. <laughs> like this no. is this is the best. Like I, I'm so happy that I got. I'm gonna tell you, I got five of my first six. Maybe maybe yes. after in, in the in the post game we'll talk. Um. So now, based on the info of the fellow uh, managers here picking, I'm gonna tell you. In research for this, my research was listening to your guy's show and seeing what you had picked mm-hmm. before. I had post-its written down, Nick, shining, 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 shining. <laughs> uh, Brantley, you and I share share one, and I hate to do this to you, but this franchise oh, has not been I know it's coming. hit yet. It's kind of crazy that it's picked 26. It's mm-hmm. absolutely my favorite of this franchise. I'm an same here. It's Friday the 13th, part six, Jason Lives. Great pick, yeah. sir. I thought I was going to be able to pick it up a little bit later. Um, I mean, it is, it's just got all the elements. You've. I'm just going to echo what you've said mm-hmm. in the past. It's at a camp. It's Jason. It's the mask. I mean, the guy's walking around with a utility belt of fucking murder. I mean, it's... Mm-hmm. You could argue that some of the stuff's a little too much, like they added a corporate retreat paintball game just to get kills, but at least the kills are, you know, three heads in one swipe. It's great. 
The bus or the RV scene is insane. I mean, you get that iconic ending. Um, You guys familiar with that fake Jason that was chained and thrown in that lake a few years (laughs) ago? Yep. Yeah. I mean, epic. So it's my app. It's my favorite of of the Friday series. Same here, sir. No, it's a fantastic pick. Uh, Yeah. No, I. Yeah. I mean, this is this is part of the draft, right? Like you think you maybe can pick things up a little bit later and you take a risk every time you don't pick something that you love, which is why my mantra is always draft with your heart because it might not be there for you to get later. And and I've just paid the price. You know, I was strategizing. I took shopping mall in five. And now if I, now I have to live with myself and look back and say, did I really want shopping mall over Friday the 13th part six, Jason lives. And you know, I, I have to live with that to the end of my days now. So you, you got the um, thing. Great, fantastic. You got pick. the thing. You I did. I have. did get the thing. Yeah. I mean, look, with a 10 round draft, it's like you're going to get a bunch of stuff you love because there's so much to choose mm-hmm. from, right? So, you know, how, how upset can I be? But you're, I 100% agree with you. I mean, it's not just back at the camp. It's it, back at a camp. It's the camp. It's, it's Camp Crystal, like renamed Camp Forest Green, you know, as they're trying to shed the Jason. And it's the first time we actually really see Jason at that camp. You know, we see him at other parts of the lake, but not Camp Crystal Lake, which is so funny that that like it's the series is so like embodied by Camp Crystal Lake, but really you're only there in the first one. And then you come back in six and Freddy versus Jason. And that's really the only times you you get Jason at the camp, um, save for jumping out of the water, I guess, at the end of the first one, um, if that was real and not a dream. Right. So, yeah, I, I yeah, it's a it's 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 the perfect embodiment of what that franchise is. You know, you know, two through four, he's not technically supernatural, you know, you know, this undead like zombie like Jason. But you could easily argue he kind of is considering how much he survives and keeps coming back. Yeah. You know, and I think I love that six that just embraced it. And we're like, you know what? Fuck it. Like he's essentially Frankenstein, like a zombie. Let's just turn him into that. Mm -hmm. And we'll also be very meta and reference all these other horror movies while we're at it and just have fun. And that's what that movie is. It's pure fun. So fantastic. Well, and and literally just starting six by he comes back to life because he's struck by lightning. It's like, like what more of a way do we need to get into? uh, Hey, it's going to be like a goofier thing now, (laughs) you know? exactly because he's dug up like he's if they just left him alone i think it's (laughs) a it's a genius thing (laughs) of like no you could say tommy you idiot but tommy is us Mm -hmm. it's almost them saying Mm -hmm. you idiots you want to keep re you want to rehash this like fuck it we'll we'll unbury him and unleash him if if that's what you want so we only have like the audience has ourselves to blame Mm mm-hmm and I'd happily blame myself if I had helped get that movie made. Yeah. Because easily the best in the franchise. And I wish he would have stayed as Jason, man. I'm not a big Kane Hodder guy. Like I I'm not a big I don't I don't dig the heavy breathing like acting mm. that, that he tried to do. I like just a stone cold tall guy just meandering yeah. through. Well they they used two J, two different guys for Jason and six, right? They did. I thought it was. Isn't it a different just CJ or something? I thought it was a JG. Oh, I thought it was a different guy at the camp retreat, the paintball retreat, and then it was like a, a different guy after that. I think they or the other. I scenes. think they replaced him. I thought they did yeah. too. Oh, interesting. And then what's his or was it CJ came in? 
I think it was CJ for the second <laughs> okay. part of it. Wonderful. Well, that was a fantastic pick to start off the second part of the 80s horror draft. Kron, you are now on the board here with your sixth round selection. Yeah, so this one might be uh, my least like uh, blatantly horror selection. Uh, but I'm going to, you know... I'm going to see if this one works. I'm going from 1980, Dressed to Kill, directed by Brian De Palma. Uh, to me, it's kind of like if you're if you're willing to say, hey, Psycho is a horror movie, I think you absolutely have to say that this counts in that kind of vein, you know? Um, I think the first 30 minutes of this are like a pure horror film. Um, you get a bunch of you know, kind of stalking shots of this lady that all kind of builds up to this crazy elevator scene that happens. Um, and I mean, I will admit from there, it does get into a little bit more of a procedural that builds up into a pretty crazy ending. But um, I mean, I absolutely think that this deserves to be on the list. I think um, it's De Palma's like 80s movie that, you know, most kind of falls into this category. Um, and I think it's just a really solid movie. I love De Palma. Like I've seen a ton of his stuff. I've, uh, if you listen to part one, I am halfway through his book. So it's a guy that I keep, you know, wanting to check out what he's up to. Um, and I think this is a great watch. So dressed to kill. Nice. Great yep. pick. I love it. Great to get some BDP on here. Tying into our mission impossible. Yeah, that's right. Match Absolutely. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, so I'm on the board then uh, now with uh, the sixth round selection. And uh, boy, oh boy, I feel like I got a lot of different places I could go with it. And I don't know which ways I want to go. Uh, okay, so this is <clears throat> maybe my least horror-like, although in the ballpark. Well, maybe They Live would be considered the least horror-like. I don't know. I, this is obviously, I'm going to have to bring it up to the commissioners. Gentlemen, I'm going to draft, I'm turning in my card here, hopefully for approval from the commissioners, and I am trying to draft the Monster Squad. I, all right, I see a nod from Kron and a thumbs up from Bones, so that sounds like I got two, okay, it's unanimous. All three commissioners are on board. The Monster Squad, beautiful, I love it. This is a heart pick. Um, I've never been a big fan of the Goonies, and I feel like there was like two type of kids who grew up like uh late 80s early 90s it was the goonies kids which were like 95 percent of the kids and then there was like the five percent who were the monster squad kids and i was always a monster squad kid i loved it i loved the universal horror monsters i love the designs that they have like for the gill man and this and i love uh what's his name uh tom noonan for frankenstein in mm -hmm. this one uh right tom yeah noonan, right? the tooth fairy himself yeah okay Yes, exactly. All right, I want to make sure I wasn't getting his name wrong. I remember the Noonan, but I always thought maybe I was messing up his first name. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's so fun. I mean, what what more can you ask for in, like, a young, like, kinder trauma horror movie than a bunch of kids having to save their town and arguably the world from a bunch of classic monsters coming to them, trying to take over the town and everyone in it and then having to use their little sister to be the virgin to read the sacred script at the end i mean it's just so fun i love this movie the monster squad it's a beautiful ticket into the world of horror movies yeah 
Absolutely. I love the Wolfman in this when he says thank you <laughs> when they finally kill him. Because, you know, you, you do, you think, okay, it's this monster, we gotta kill him, but then he turns back to a man and he's like, thank you. Thank you, thank God. Like this, my 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 horror of my life is now over. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, I don't want to step on anyone else if they want to talk about Monster Squad, but yeah, Shane Black, right? Yep, he wrote it. I think so. Yeah, he wrote it, and then uh, Decker directed, right? Black and Decker. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Lethal Weapon. <laughs> That's my pick. No, I'm just <laughs> Oh, oh, you are up next. <laughs> it's your sixth round pick right now, Dan. <laughs> um, I think um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say pick number twenty six is not my Jason. Okay, I'm going with Friday the Thirteenth: A New Beginning from 1985, guys. Mm, right. Technically, I guess not a true. Friday the Thirteenth movie, right? Kind of spoiler alert. If nobody's watched it, <laughs> but that I don't know. It's just so campy, and grimy, and you got the you got Ma and her her son there. He gets angry and takes it out with his motorcycle. It's just it's just dirty and mean he got red or uh what's his name that <laughs> got damn enchiladas <laughs> oh Joanna man fucking... yeah god damn enchiladas but um yeah i grew up with this one i i just i just love it i don't know it's starting to get a little more steam i think in the as friday the 13th becomes more debated i guess but mm. i just love it i don't know there's nobody with me here no. no, I I don't. I mean, I agree it. with you. It's grimy and dirty. <laughs> yeah, that's a, those are the words that Corey used. I think exactly. On uh, yeah. episode one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought. I mean, I I listened to your guys's Friday the Thirteenth, and I thought it was so funny because this was you know this was somebody's like last pick, like uh, you know this was mm-hmm. the last round, um, and somebody somebody said it feels like this movie was made by a pervert, and it's like. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like, that's exactly what part five feels like. Yeah, yeah. he directed Savage Streets mm-hmm. as well. So, yep. And wasn't he, didn't he come from, like, porn? Right? Right. Corey was yes. saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Although, so did, like, Wes Craven and uh, Sean Cunningham. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I oh, mean, yeah, maybe to a lesser yeah. degree. Yeah. And, and Sly Stallone. Straight <laughs> There you go, hey. Now, <laughs> now, much like the NFL draft and any other sports, um, there's tons of betting that goes around our uh, horror drafts podcast. I think Dan, you have just made a lot of betting men angry that Friday the Thirteenth Part Five was taken over Part Four in this draft. I think you've really messed up with a lot of parlays. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people are tearing up their tickets. You know, just like throwing them on the ground, furious. And I'm, and uh, I'm I don't... cashing mine in, baby. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, you gotta go. Nick. You said you gotta go with your heart, oh, man. I'm going oh, with my heart. You do, yeah. no, hundred percent. Oh, I, I absolutely. I, nothing makes me happier than people drafting with their heart, and it like 
throwing people for a loop because I think it's uh, fantastic. Jason X was yeah. like my first choice in that draft. Yeah. I stand by that. Second. That's true. <laughs> we drafted yeah. again tonight. I've... It would be my first choice again. I, did, I think I voted for you that you did win that one, I think, whenever you put it out to vote for Did you really? I think I yep. did. Oh, shit. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I tried to show the results on that, but I don't know if it like ever went up. But yeah. Yeah, Nick, you. Wow. Yeah, you, I think, yeah. Let's, I would say X and 5 are the ones that anytime I rewatch them, they grow. Like, I, I appreciate uh. them more. 5, I feel like a psycho because when the dude at the camp or the the thing the crazy guy hits the fat dude with the axe i'm like i'm on his side like the guy is so goddamn annoying <laughs> the last time i watched it i was like yeah just fucking do it i mean it's the catalyst for the whole movie really but do it yeah, yeah i'm all for it well what kills me about it is that it has one of like the highest body counts well certainly up to like you know that point in the series but like he never kills the one dude responsible for his mm-hmm. kid's death the guy with the axe who killed him, like, went off to prison. <laughs> like, it should have been, like, Jason infiltrating the prison, trying to get to that prisoner or something, yeah. you know? Yeah. Just a father who anyway. loved his son. It's a, what, it's a wholesome story. Yeah. I mean, the whole Friday franchise is about family yeah. and the love that parents have for their kids. Sending them off to camp to get killed. Mm-hmm. Like, please, we got an insurance policy out. Or Hopefully Jason's there this summer. Or training them to kill, Dan. I mean, you know, look oh, at, look at it the other way, you know? Yeah. Higher risk, but, you know. You say that, but I never I never put that together. That they when they were trying to write it, they were like, well, fuck. The whole movie's been about a, a mother-son. Let's do a father-son. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. Every yeah. father has to have a story, okay? They do? Yeah, man. What's yours? I wake up at 2 a.m. with a bottle. That's a boring story. I don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear this. You don't want to hear this. Well, Nick, you have the last pick in the sixth round here, and then you get to have the back-to-back with the first pick in the seventh. Right, right. Um, Cool. Uh, So my first one is easy. I'm going to pick Ghost Story. 1981, mm-hmm. I believe, um, which was almost a back-to-back pick with the Changeling. I think I've talked about that before on this podcast. I, they're like sister movies to me. They they feel there's something. I mean, apart from being released like a year apart and having some of the same cast members, they just feel like the same sort of same like vein of supernatural horror, I guess. Um, I love it. I know there's a lot of people who like have read the book first and then hated the movie with like a passion um i saw the movie first and loved both the book is great um but there's something about the movie it's just i don't know it's really atmospheric it's got fantastic performances um and there's like a series of shots at the end that just like give me chills to this day um and uh yeah it's got some really bad like effects that have not aged well um and may never have looked good to begin with. I, you know, but um, they're overshadowed. I think a lot by the atmosphere and like just like it's it's a genuinely creepy movie. Um, so yeah, ghost story. I don't think I've ever Great seen pick. that. Yeah, I know. I knew you were a fan of that one. I do like it. Yeah. I didn't. 
didn't even put it on my list because I was like, Nick's probably gonna get that before I ever end up getting around to it. Yeah, so. I don't, I don't know this movie, so mm. yeah, I haven't seen that one either. Oh, it's great, great, great movie. John um, Irving. Yes. Right, right, right. Yeah, I forgot that. Yeah, he directed it based on the Peter Straub novel, um, which people, I think a lot of people consider that to be like the scariest book they've ever read. Um, Damn. And it's a great book. But yeah, just something about the movie. It's really, it's worth watching. I recommend it a lot. I don't think, I don't think it can be watched. Like it's, it's not talked about enough. I'm writing it down. So, and it's got like, yeah, it's got a huge cast of like classic uh, actors in it. George um, C. Scott. I'm trying to pull it up. I right saw now. Fred Astaire. Yeah, George Fred Astaire is in it. Yeah. <clears throat> yep, Fred Astaire. Uh, John Houseman, Douglas Fairbanks Jr., Melvin Douglas. Who are both yeah. in Changeling. There's a, there's a bunch of them. Right? I believe Melvin Douglas and, or George C. Scott and Melvin Douglas, maybe. Or Fred Astaire. I can't remember. Two of them are in Changeling as well. Okay. It's been a long time since I've seen yeah. both of those, but yeah. Great movie. Yeah, Ghost Story is, is fun. You know me, though, Nick. I'm not like, huge into the ghost uh, stuff, so it it wasn't going to be high on my list, but I had, I watched it based on your recommendation, oh. and I do love the atmosphere of it. The atmosphere in it is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It nails that. Um, so that's six. Uh, what am I gonna do for seven? Um, got a couple choices here. Some of these I'm really surprised have not been chosen yet. Um, I am going to go with. Uh, I'll just. I'm gonna go with Pet Cemetery. Um, late '80s here. Um. It's not my favorite horror film. It was my, I think, introduction to, to Stephen King films. Um, I think it was the first one I saw. And um, and it's a solid adaptation, you know, um, for like a lean 90 minutes or whatever it may be. It, it does a pretty good job. I know Stephen King wrote it, so there is, um, you know, it was bound to be pretty faithful, I guess. But um, it's got some, you know, lasting images that creeped me out when I was a kid and still kind of creeped me out today. Um, some good lines, memorable lines. Um, it spawned a terrible sequel, but and I, I have not seen the remake, so I'm yeah. I should obviously I'm talking about the 1989 version. The other one is not <laughs> eligible for this draft. But is the remake any good? Should I should I watch it? I think I started it and got like 20 minutes in, and I was like, eh, I'll pick this up later, and I never did. Okay, so. <laughs> a guy I work with said he liked it more than the other two. He was like, I, I watched it first and then went back and tried to watch it and I couldn't. He said it was that good. So, wow. I watched it. I enjoyed it, but it's been so long since I've seen the original Pet Cemetery. I don't really know how well it compares to it because I I'd have to watch the original again to get a better sense. But I, I made it through it. I thought it was decent enough, but just not great. I mean, I should say, like, um, I would like to, like, the novel was is terrifying. I really liked the book, and I, I, I should revisit it because it was a long time ago. I've seen the movie a lot more recently, um, and I remember reading that Stephen King <clears throat> thinks, like, personally thinks that's probably one of the scariest 
books he's, he's ever written. Um, and I think it's the idea of like losing a child. And like now that I'm a father and I've seen it since then, I can totally, the movie is like way scarier in like a whole different way. Um, so there's like a whole layer there that I can appreciate now that I never could before. So, and I think it's, it, that would be like way, way, way deeper in the book too, of course. I mean, there's some tough scenes in the movie regarding that, but, uh, remember the book going, going way further. Um, so yeah, that's just, it's a scary premise. Yeah. That this was a movie, like I had not seen this, but a year ago I decided to read the book, but I probably had seen a scene that had, um, their neighbor Judd in it. And I could not like, I, I pictured that guy as I was reading the book. It was just like burned in, you know? Yeah, that's like an iconic. Yeah, he's and he's got like the most memorable line in the movie, and yeah, I think he like defines that film for me too. <laughs> Sometimes dad's better. <laughs> oh, and the soundtrack. I can't, you can't I... not mention the Ramones' Pet Cemetery. <laughs> mm. Great. I think I have more association with it from South Park than anything else. Oh, that neighbor character. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. <laughs> I don't want to go up there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great yeah. pick. Dan, you are back on the board. Sir, it's the seventh round. You have four more picks to go. What's it going to be? Oh, I think I'm going to make it. I think I'm going to make it. All right. Well, Bones is picked tonight, and I was kind of iffy about this pick. But since his shit's passed, I guess this one's going to pass as well. Um, ladies and gentlemen, from 1988, directed by the multi-world-famous director Dick Moss, it's Amsterdam, y'all. It's an immediate it's slasher. thumbs up from the council. Kron, do I have your okay? Absolutely. Damn right. I had this on my list later, so yeah. <laughs> Same here. I think it's the right time. Um, it's a slasher set in Amsterdam, yes. Um, the canals of Amsterdam are very dangerous, if you guys didn't know that. Um, it leans into the t- detective side as well, but he is chasing a slasher killer on there. But uh, fucking, it's wonderful, guys. It's the greatest boat chase you'll ever see. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Have you guys seen this? No. Oh, my Neither gosh. Was. Not only have I never seen it, I don't know if I've Ditto. ever heard I, of I, this. This is new to me. I was in the same boat, yeah. and then Dan brought it to the podcast, and we were blown away by it. It's the greatest boat wow. chase okay. you'll ever see in your fucking lives. One. Okay. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna just jump in here, Dan. It's one of yep. the best like death reveals ever. Like uh, a scene of a body hanging in a canal. <laughs> it's fucking great. Um, wow. All right, that's on mm-hmm. my list now. Let me guess. Is this on Tubi? Probably. Most yep. knowing us, to? yeah. <laughs> How have I never heard of this? This sounds awesome. He exactly. I, I it was like on no lists. I didn't even see it. This is. Wow. All right. This is like a hard draft first. I'm very excited. Yeah, guys. Highly recommended by the Five Day Reynolds podcast. Uh, check it out. It's fucking great. It's awesome. 
It's got the comedy. It's got the slash. It's got the detective angle. Can't lose. Get the popcorn. Get the ladies. (laughs) Throw the kids in there, too. Nah, don't do that. (laughs) Just some amazing uh, dubbing as well in this movie. Like some (laughs) truly entertaining dubbing. So. When we were talking about titles earlier, I was like, oh, Amsterdam, but I was like, oh, I'm going to, I might take that pick later. So I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, this Great. is, no, no I, I love it. Now, same here. I'm going to check this out now. With a recommendation like that, I can't say no. So, uh, okay. I'm on the board here. Round seven. I have four more picks to go. Uh, I don't think I can wait any longer. This So this is actually the... It sits at number one on my list. I'm happy I was able to get it a little bit later down here in the draft. Uh, I feel like this is my Tom Brady pick of this uh, draft. Uh, I'm going to take the Hitcher, round seven. This, this was literally going to be my next pick. <laughs> oh! I can't believe I almost missed it. I'm so glad I took it right now. Thank God uh this is the, this is the danger i run into when we have no idea like what our guests like thought process is for how they're gonna draft and everything and that yeah i'm glad i'm so freaking glad i took it because it would have been yours in the next pick man um i i i don't know what to say about it it is just so i find it so much more scary in like a stalker slasher type movie where there's just no motive and you have no idea why just this person who is essentially personified evil is coming after you and will not stop. And I think both Rucker Hauer and C. Thomas Howell are fantastic in this movie. Um, I like to think in some ways that it's like uh, this uh dream sequence in some ways from when c thomas howell almost crashes head on into that car and that from there it kind of bifurcates and it becomes like this nightmare dream sequence he could have had like if he you know escaped death or or there i you know i don't know i feel like there's like a lot of different ways you can think about the movie and and go down different avenues and roads with it and um but i i absolutely love it i find it very terrifying um like i was just saying like i i don't I'm not really big into supernatural or ghost things because I just don't believe in them. So I don't find them like scary, but especially being a parent now and being a dad, like a home invasion horror, or like if I'm on a road trip with my family and suddenly like some crazy person in a car is like chasing us, like that is scary to me. And you know, this is that taken to like the nth degree with Rucker Hauer. Um, And I, yeah, I'm so glad I, I decided to take it now and not try to wait any longer. <laughs> Kron, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah, that. so I actually, uh, I had not seen this movie until I was preparing for this podcast. So this was like, yeah, this was like a first time watch and I was blown away by it. Um, the thing that I really liked about it is like um, outside of actual anthology horror movies, the setup of this feels the closest to me to like a tales from the crypt where it's just, it's so economical and just so um, like this guy sees a hitchhiker, he picks him up and the rest of the movie just gets crazier and crazier and crazier. So it like, it wastes Mm -hmm. no time at all getting you into the plot. Um, And it just, it is kind of like by the end of it, you're almost into like, you know, unkillable, like, 
territory. You know, it's just this thing will never stop coming yeah. after you. So, yeah, I loved it, though. This this was an incredible, like, first time, you know, still finding stuff from the 80s that I've not seen and I love. So, yeah, I didn't see this until later uh, in my life either. Like, I did, I probably like six, seven years ago, maybe. So, I mean, about 30, basically, when I watched it. And I was just, like, blown away like you. I was just like, oh, this is fantastic. How have I never watched this before? And it kills me we don't have, like, a um, U.S. Blu-ray release for it. I, I know it came out on Blu-ray in, like, Germany. But I, I don't have a region-free Blu-ray player. So, I never, like, you know, bit the bullet to get it. So, um, anyway, yeah. I So, I have a... I have it on VHS, Laserdisc, DVD, and Betamax. So now I'm just waiting for the U.S. Blu-ray release of it, and then I'll... Yeah, I think... Well, I think <laughs> I watched it. this on... You know, it's on HBO, but I'm pretty sure that is, like, SD yeah. quality. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's not a high-quality rip, for sure. Yeah. Have you any of you guys seen The Hitcher as well? I have not seen The Hitcher. I think I saw the remake and the original uh, within, like, a couple months of each other. I have only been a seen while. Okay. Remake with Sean Bean, I think, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, Sean Bean. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of of the remake. I don't think it's anywhere near as good, but the original I think is fantastic. It got a notorious zero star review from Roger Ebert. <laughs> really? That's <laughs> he hated surprising. it. Yeah. Oh, he hated it. Yeah. And yet no, he gave no. the Brown Bunny three stars. The re true. Okay, fair enough. Bunny. Remember, he gave it a really shitty ver- a really shitty score, and then. Yeah, Gallo like re-edited it and he gave it a better review. Did he take that one part out? Yeah, <laughs> was no, it? I think it I was, think that was definitely still, still in there. there I can't even like still okay. in there. I can't imagine what a zero star version of that on Roger Ebert. I mean, like I saw the re-edited version and yeah. anything worse than that, I just can't even. That's can't. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Well, Kron, I'm so sorry to have taken that right before you, but you are now on the board with your seventh That's round. That's okay. Yeah. I think based on that selection, um, I'm kind of going to go this way, which I'm going to take from 1982, uh, Creep Show by George Romero. Uh, so I kind of talked about in, you know, the hit, the hitcher, like I like that the, the setup is so simple and it's kind of this tales from the crypt kind of thing. Uh, Creepshow is literally like, hey, here's a Tales from the Crypt episode. Um, they're borrowing from the same source material. Uh, it is, you know, an anthology horror. I love anthology horror. Like, even, you know, it's like if you get a bad one in the middle, um, it's only going to be like 25 minutes. So you're kind of on to the next one after that. Um, but I just love that setup. Like, here's, a, you know, five mini stories that you get to watch. Um Let's see. Yeah, I think the standout here is, um, oh man, I wrote it in my notes somewhere. The Crate is definitely like one of the top ones from this. Um, And then Something to Tide You Over is the one with uh, Leslie Nielsen and Ted Danson where, yep, he's kind of like burying them in the sand. But uh, I don't know. I think Creepshow is just fun. I love all that kind of you know, throwback to the EC comics days kind of thing. So yeah. Creep show. Great. Pick. Great. Pick. And how rare it is to get an anthology horror film all directed by the same person. Mm-hmm. That's pretty unique. I think that's pretty yeah. cool. Now was, remind me, cause it's been a while since I watched it. Is Joe Hill, does he actually appear in it or was he just on set? Cause his dad 
you know, had written it and everything. I'm not sure. Okay. All right. Cause I know he like got really close to Tom Savini and stuff on set and everything. And I thought, I thought he was in it, but I don't know. Have you watched any of the, uh, the creep show show TV show on Shutter? I think I started, uh, I think I saw like episode one of it, but I have not, you know, okay. moved past that. So. Okay. Yeah. I've, I haven't started it. So I was curious what you or anyone else. It was, about. I mean, I thought episode one was like, okay it's just kind of hard to um you know it's definitely like all updated all digital kind of thing and it just doesn't i think creep show does such a good job of like trying to look like an old comic book in a way um and the show i just thought was really a clean presentation you know so didn't have yeah. the feel i was really looking for from creep show gotcha all right great pick uh bones you are on the clock now with your seventh round pick and then the back-to-back with the first pick of the eighth round. Thank you, Brantley. Um, mm-hmm. This pick is largely based on connection and tone. Um, mm. My JC, John Carpenter, if you will, the two that I would have taken have already been selected, so I've moved something up. Um, now he wrote this, he did the score, he did not direct it, but this is probably the closest that I could get to him. So I'm going to go Halloween two, 1981. Mm. Um, personally, the Halloween, Halloween two, H2O, that's all I need. Like I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm no, okay like that. with the... <laughs> She is his brother, or she is his sister storyline. Totally fine with it. It gives it a little motivation. It makes it a little creepy. And then you get a nice conclusion with H2O. Um, Halloween 2, yeah, it definitely does amp it up. You get some gratuitous nudity. Um, I don't blame Loomis for uh, Ben's death. I blame that cop. Where was he coming from? Just cruising down that street. Um, it's great, man. I mean, the wig is probably the worst part of the movie. <laughs> Quite honestly, I think it's got some great kills. The tones there, it's that Carpenter score, mm-hmm. looks great. I mean, if it wasn't for Michael Myers, it'd be a great world to live in. It's very mm-hmm. cinematic. I feel it. I feel that way. Like when I watched Christine last week for the podcast, I was like, "This is. I love this world. If only it wasn't for this deadly mm. car." <laughs> Um. <laughs> did uh did halloween 2 start the trope of the extremely dark hospital that no one works at in the middle of the night you think is that like the first horror film to really bring that home i think so yeah yeah i mean we saw that in well no i shouldn't say i was just about to say another horror movie but some people haven't seen it i don't want to spoil anything i mean uh have you guys all seen halloween kills Oh, I have actually. Have you seen yeah, it? I we talked about it on the last episode. I had just seen it. Yeah, this is pretty. Oh, recently. We did. Yes. Yep. Yes. That's I right. mean, that's the. I used to work in EMS, and I can tell you, I've never worked at a hospital mm. where you could just walk up and look into the morgue through a window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Now, did you, but if you came there at like two in the morning, was it like pitch black uh, in the hallways? And no, I mean, on? usually e- ERs are pretty <laughs> brightly lit because they want to see you. Yeah. Trying, it's 24 hours. You know, you're trying to keep people awake. Now, there are certain sections of the hospital that they will, like if those people are there and they're trying to sleep, they will shut hallways and corridors yeah. down, sure. But yeah, I mean, even the break room in Halloween 2 is like moody. But also, it is supposed to be like what two or three in the morning by that point. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. your what whole you... experience was on film. It was called bringing out the dead bones. Oh yeah, it's about him. That was a hell of a lot more fun than what I had to deal with. <laughs> All right, what's Jeez. the what? What are you guys' thoughts on Halloween two? It's on my list. It was definitely going to yeah, be I... one of my remaining three. So, yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's one of my three Halloween films. I, like the first one, two, and H two O are like the ones that I could just have those three Halloween movies and be very happy. Um, you know, the other ones I'm not high on. I, I'm not the biggest fan of the brother sister relationship. I like kind of talking about the Hitcher, where it's like you don't know why this person's attacking you or coming after you. I think it's just a little bit scarier that you know the only reason he comes after Lori's because she came and dropped the keys off there earlier and, and he just happened to yeah. see her. So there's like total chance and happenstance. Now I don't hate it. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. And I think without it, we wouldn't have H2O. So in that way, I, I do really uh, appreciate it, even if I'm not the biggest fan of it. Um, but I, I do like two a lot. I think two is great. Uh, the one bummer I think uh, to me is that Lori is just kind of like hiding and cowering a lot. I mean, she could have someone the first one, but she, you know, I kind of wish there was a little bit more fight to her in the second film, I guess. Um, but that's, that's probably about it. Otherwise I think it's fantastic. It was on my list. So I think it's such a good sequel too, and that it kind of picks up right where part one leaves off. Like it might be one of the best, you know, in terms of like timing, from going from the end of one to two, it might do the best job of that, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I love that opening section where he's like walking down the streets and goes into the house and gets a knife and everything. I think that's like, you want mayonnaise on your sandwich? (laughs) 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 Great pick. Bones. First pick of the eighth round, sir. All right. I am in fun territory. I'll be honest with you guys. I've gotten the stuff that I really wanted. Uh, This is the happiest I've been in a long time. Thank you again for having us here. So I'm just going to coast and play here and and maybe try to give some love to some stuff. Um, Beautiful. This is not a guy that you would think would be in a horror movie. But somehow it fucking works. Have you guys seen Silent Rage from 1982? With Chuck Norris. No. I know of it, yeah, but I've never, seen, never it. seen it. And apps. I guess I didn't realize this was yes. a horror movie. So, without giving too much away, premise is some scientists are dicking around with some formulas and some ways to sort of amp up human beings, and one of their guys goes astray. Chuck Norris is the badass sheriff of the small town where this testing is going going on and one of these guys gets out and just is an unstoppable killing machine and it takes a lot of chuck norris punches and kicks to take him down um 
It should not work. It is awesome. I watched it a few years ago for the Action Boys podcast. Tarantino has gone on record talking about how much he, he loves it. A fantastic um, opening. A lot of Steadicam. Very Carpenter-inspired um, mm-hmm. Steadicam opening that's just super tense. Um, Chuck's good. There's some really funny, weird parts. Flounder from Animal House is his like deputy. Um, and in random Nora style, there's like random bar fights with like bikers and stuff to just like get more karate. And then it just goes into an unstoppable killing machine. So yeah, my next pick silent rage, 1982. I love it. And now I have two highly recommended movies. I need to watch between Amsterdam land and silent rage. Excellent. Kron. You were on the board for the eighth round, sir. Yeah, I got a few ways I could go here. Uh, I was kind of down to two movies. Um, I think since Dan had already put a Stuart Gordon on here, I'm going to put a Frank Hinnenlauter on the list. I'm going to go with Brain Damage from 1988. Um, This is definitely an interesting movie. It is... I mean, I would say this kind of falls into that B-movie territory, but I think Hinnenlauter is kind of trying to tackle a serious subject. He's taking, you know, a view at uh, addiction and what that does to people, but it, like, as serious as that sounds, it is literally a movie about a uh, phallic brain parasite that shoots colors into your spinal cord. Like, it is... (laughs) completely insane at the same time um so yeah this one is just it's a ton of fun um if you've not seen it i would definitely recommend it i kind of jumped back and forth between like did i want this one or did i want to go with basket case um and i think i'm gonna go Mm. with brain damage here it's just it's probably the one that i've honestly watched more so yep great pick I, it's been forever since i've seen it i i feel like i need to rewatch it so yeah. i think i watched that like probably 17 years ago now 18 years ago yeah but i remember having a lot of fun with it and uh yeah it's it's great there was one movie from 90 that i was i was like man i hope it was like 89 man what a bummer and that was frankenhooker mm-hmm <laughs> Like I was like, oh yeah, that would yep. be awesome to to get in your list. <laughs> yeah, so uh, eventually we're gonna draft the '90s horror, I'm sure, at some point. But I think '90s horror gets like a bad rap, where everyone's just like, it all sucked until Scream came along, and I think that's completely uh, incorrect. I think there's a lot of great stuff, especially early in like the in the decade that people sleep on. Definitely, and, and yeah, Frankenhooker to be one. Tremors, obviously, you know, Candyman. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. I don't need to run down what my list would be for 90s horror when we're talking <laughs> 80s. So. Uh, all right. So I'm on the board here, eighth round. Man, I, there's a lot of great stuff left. And this is going to be a little bit of a challenge here because it's like, do I just go with like the stuff I really love? And, and uh, well, I mean, I love a lot of this stuff, but it's like, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right. I'm going to take a pick right here. I think some people might laugh at me and think this is a little silly. Well, no, I'm going to hold off. I'm going to hold off until later. I'm going to take Child's Play, the original, from 1988. 
Uh, Nick and I did the Child's Play franchise. We both agreed. We think it's the most consistent horror franchise uh, of them all, even more so than, say, the Scream franchise. Um, I think the gap between one and whatever you think the worst Child's Play is, whether that's like three or Seed or whatever, uh, is nowhere near the gap from like the first Scream to, say, like Scream 3, uh, which is my least favorite. But I think they're all great, and I think all the Child's Play films are great. And the original here that set the tone, that I think is the best of the franchise uh, from 1988, uh, it's just crazy how well it works quite honestly i mean there's been lots of demon or like you know doll and like toy possession kind of movies and this one just knocks it out of the park uh and uh we give a lot of credit to don mancini in that episode and i think all the credit does go to him and and uh uh for steering that franchise but uh, it started with this one and uh yeah child's play i was i was gonna be Definitely on my list. Uh, had you not picked it, that's one of those ones that I think, I think Bones, you were talking about it, but it's like one of those schoolyard things where, like, for some reason, like Michael Myers wasn't that person, but like Jason, Pinhead, and like Chucky were like the three yeah. characters that you heard and you talked about all the time, um, having never seen the movies. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> like I, I never knew it was called Friday the Thirteenth. I never knew it was called Child's Play. I was, thought it was just Jason and Chucky until I finally saw them and. Um, yeah, he's like, uh, we said everything we needed to say on that episode, but I, I definitely would have put it on my list. Yeah. It's such a, it's <laughs> such a great movie. Yeah. It feels we were kind of talking about, cause we spent that whole episode just you and I going through every single one of them, but, and Brad Dorff, I, I have to chat up Brad Dorff for like bringing him to life and just, you know, the, the way he voices him is just fantastic. So gotta give him a shout just out just a guy who did not get near enough work or maybe he worked the amount he wanted to work i don't know but yeah yeah it's always funny like seeing him pop up here and there to you know the zombie halloween's nothing i'm a big fan but i'm happy that he's getting work mm-hmm. and he's there and we talk about deadwood and stuff where he's the doctor and that kind of thing so yeah dan you're up here in the eighth round sir All right, gentlemen, I'm, I think I got two here that are to give some love to. And I think I'm going to go with a movie directed by Jackie Kong from 1987, and that's Blood Diner. And this, you just read the fucking plot on this thing, and you're like, what the fuck? And it's just... Psycho. It's a crazy ass movie. Just dudes that have a diner and they're feeding their customers with the people that they kill. And you got a whole bunch of other shit that's going on. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, But it's just one of those like late 80s trash, like campy fucking movies. But I just always enjoyed it. so I think I, sh- I should give some love there. So Blood Diner. I don't know if you guys have seen it or not. I tried to rewatch it, but I couldn't find it anywhere beforehand. So I've not seen it. That's too bad. Yeah, I've never seen it. 
Uh, like brain damage, I haven't seen it in very yeah. long time. It has been quite a while. So I, I can't say I remember a ton about it, unfortunately. <laughs> but I guess I'm going to add that to the rewatch list as well. Yeah, it it's a fun one. Um, I have a VHS tape of this. Um, it's a... Uh, it definitely has kind of like a punk attitude. I mean, I think there is like yeah. a punk band that plays in it, but even the kind of, you know, filmmaking and the plot, it just kind of seems very, um, you know, late eighties, do it yourself kind of attitude. So yeah, it's a good one. Nice. Great pick, Dan. Uh, Nick, you were rounding out the eighth round here and then you will do the back to back in the ninth. Cool. Um, I'm really picking at the bottom of the barrel of my list. Not to say that these are bad movies, but I'm just like everything below like wow. number six or seven. I'm just like they're all I I don't know. <laughs> they're the same. They're all they're all movies I enjoy. But again, I was like struggling with '80s horror. Um, so this one might not even be considered horror to a lot of people. But um, I'm going with uh, Tetsuo the Iron Man, which was uh, that that gets an okay horror was good on me i mean uh, it's i'll yeah i'll go with dan i've not seen this i've definitely heard about this movie but i've not watched it it's um definitely not a movie that i would like casually put in <laughs> like i i've seen it maybe twice um i enjoyed it both times but it's it's not an endless or rewatchable movie but i think i've in terms of like cronenberg like beyond the fly like the body horror doesn't always do it for me but tetsuo's body horror is just like fantastic um definitely my preferred body horror and there's like you know the end it's a first of all it's a really short movie so mm-hmm. if you haven't seen it and you're even a little bit interested i'd say go for it it's like 60 or 70 minutes and like the last 15 minutes is just a chase scene through the streets in stop animation um it's it's unreal it's great the the heart the body horror is fantastic the effects aren't bad by any means and it's uh it's just it's one of those weird movies that you should just check out if you're at all interested in that kind of thing it's like definitely something that should be high on your list yeah i was surprised you said you didn't know if it really counted as horror i was like this is body horror to the end yeah. degree I'm surprised you, you you were a little worried it wouldn't fall into the yeah, category. It's a lot of number ones on like body horror lists, so yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess I don't know. I guess I never like body horror is not the top subgenre I think of when I think of horror, and I, <laughs> I, I guess I can see a lot of people who would be like, eh, "It's not scary. It's just uh, gross." But um, yeah, that's that's my number eight. Um, nice. Yeah, again, I'm struggling. So for number nine, I'm just going to go with another gross-out movie. I'm going to pick Peter Jackson's Bad Taste. Ah. Um, another one that probably... I don't know. Is it Borderline? It's like a comedy sci-fi movie, but like it's it's gross-out vintage Peter Jackson. Um, and, uh, and man, without him, like what, I think he made it over the course of like two or three years on weekends, and without him having done that we wouldn't have all the great Peter Jackson that we like, you know, we wouldn't have the Frighteners. We wouldn't have dead alive, uh, Lord of the Rings. I don't think he would have. Mm-hmm. So kudos to him for sticking that out and making it. I think it's a hysterical movie. I think the first, 
um, sequence on the top of the cliff is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in any horror comedy. Um, <laughs> still, like, unparalleled to this day. Just great physical comedy. Gross-out humor. It's awesome. Great pick. Dan, your ninth round selection, sir. Oh, man. Let's see here. Down to two. But I think I'm going to go with... Directed by Tom Holland from 1985. uh, Fright Night. Kind of... um, kind of there with Brantley's the monster squad for me. It was just a movie that I kind of grew up with always watching and, uh, you know, just, uh, it's got a lot of charm. It's fun. It's, uh, I thought it was always beyond its time whenever I watched it. And, you know, I try to, I think I actually tried to throw this on for my kid, like maybe last year around Halloween but I think maybe she was a little too young for it still. So, oh, gotcha. But maybe Monster Squad would be a little better. <laughs> yeah. Friday Night might be a little too... No, it's great. I was watching that this shit at this age, I guess. I don't know. It was a different, different times, though, right? <laughs> so. That's true, yeah. I like that we've had a couple Chris Sarandons here uh, drop within a, a few picks of each other with yep. Child's Play in this one. He's getting a little love here uh, towards the end of the list. I think he's phenomenal as the vampire yeah. in this one. Uh, he just kills it. It was great. And yeah. Uh, yeah, hiring the fucking the TV guy. Uh, what the fuck is his name? I can't even remember his name in it. Page? Was it Vincent Page or something? It's obviously after uh, Vincent Price's characters and that, but hmm. so this is a TV guy trying to figure it out. It's great stuff, man. I love it. Yeah, I feel like a Philistine because it's another one that I've only seen, like the remake, the Colin Farrell. I forgot about Anti- the remake. and remake, yeah. Oh right, that one's yeah. not bad. No, no, I like the remake of it too. But but I think yeah, the original is okay. pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I do like that little this little subgenre of like the teen spying on their neighbor and like wondering what they're up to. Kind but of when thing. I did it, I got in window. trouble. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, you should really stop doing it now, too, though. I mean, you're still doing it, and it's still bothering people. Yeah. It's still weird when you send those emails. Mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to keep everybody else informed. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> I can't open them, dude. It's illegal. And it's my work email. Block me, then. <laughs> Well, it's it's also literally filled up my Google email, and that thing is like two gigs, and it's like, how are there that many attachments? It's like Monday morning is videos from this weekend from Bones, and then here's the re 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 redraft of Batman Forever, how I really want it. Yeah, release the Schumacher cut. <laughs> we're tired, Bones. That's what we're saying. They were sleeping, so I was trying to keep myself awake by typing you an email. <laughs> but Fright Night's my pick, guys. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Uh, all right, so I'm on. I've got only two more picks left in this draft here. So 
I'm going to take... Um, whew. Okay. I'm going to take Waxwork with my ninth round selection. Have any of you seen Waxwork? It's been, been a long it's been a time. really long time. But I yeah, I've watched okay. this. Yep. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm just like a sucker for like, you know, any movie where people get to go into some place that's closed and be there in the middle of the night, like when it's all shut down or anything, but that's just always such a fun kind of premise to me. And uh I love the you know, falling into like the different uh, I guess sections of the you know waxwork museum, and then like those little scenarios and everything. I thought that was like such a fun premise for this, and uh, I had a blast with it. I, I again, it's another one I hadn't watched until like a little bit later uh, in my life here. Like, and uh, and I was like, how have I been sleeping on this? This was fantastic. Um, so yeah, waxwork for me. That's my uh, that's my ninth round selection here. It's a good pick, but nice. yeah, I do need to rewatch it. Nice. Kron, your ninth round selection, sir. All right. Um Okay, here we go. Um I'm gonna go with Black Roses from nineteen eighty eight. This is Justice right? for the Roses. Yeah, this movie is directed by John Fasano. This is an incredible work of art. Um if you were to ask me, hey, is this actually a good movie? I would say one, that's a subjective question. And two, yes, it absolutely is a good movie. Um, there were so many, like, there was a subgenre of films in the 80s that were like heavy metal slash satanic panic. Um, and this is just the one that I have seen the most times. Like, I love this movie. Um, it has it all. It's got... 35 year olds playing high schoolers it has um an english professor that can hear a paint lid hit the ground from one town over it's got a guy literally trying to paint the town red Mm -hmm. uh but most importantly it's got damien the king of the underworld and all he really wants to do is play the exact same concert three nights in a row for the exact same audience um and he's just trying to get that done so great wig yeah i mean this thing is uh i think this was on shutter if you haven't seen it you know if you wake up uh hungover on a random saturday throw this on you'll have a good time (laughs) i've never seen this this is this is another one to add to the list here literally have a list like a blast this is great list of recommendations black roses yeah black roses 1988 I'm going to see if it's you're, still on Shutter. You're going to love it. Bones didn't, but you guys will. So <laughs> I enjoy it. I just was trying to, I don't, all right. We don't need to talk about our podcast totally. That's a whole, that's a whole yes. podcast drama. But it is funny. It is a funny movie. Mm-hmm. Like Kron said, 35-year-old teenagers. It's hard to beat it. I mean. Yeah. It's got fucking yeah. Ferraris too, guys. Well, they they, they don't... rented uh, they rented two Ferraris for an hour. It's, yeah, you <laughs> they rent it, you still got it. They don't get them over twelve miles an hour, but <laughs> yeah, they do have Ferraris. So nice. Oh, that's great. Bones, you have your ninth round selection, and then the last pick this is it. for you, the first pick of the tenth. Yeah. 
I think I'm going to keep up with Kron and the sort of the fun verging on bad. Uh, let's get a lady director. I don't know if this is the first one we've had on the board, but this was... This was sort of the start of like the feminist slasher stuff, you know, the empowerment. I'm going to go with Slumber Party Massacre <laughs> from 1982. I love um, it. Incredibly fun. It's got some of my favorite stuff that slashers feature. It may or may not have a great shower scene. Who cares? Um, it It's just a great, super simple premise. A guy who comes out of nowhere. Um, it's ingrained itself in myself and the podcast for sure. Um I'm not a huge fan of the sequel. I think, what's his name on uh, Last Drive-In? I think he, Joe Bob. Joe yeah, Bob I think Bruce. they did uh, yeah. the second one. I watched it on there. I didn't like it near as much as this one. Um, but this movie absolutely knows what it is. Yep. I think um, New World Pictures, maybe, or at least, uh, what's his name? Uh, Corman, yeah. Roger Corman. Oh, yep. You know, like she shot like what ten minutes of footage and showed it to him, and he said, "Yeah, all right. Well, you can make it if you can make it for twenty thousand or something." So, and it definitely shows. So, <laughs> I, I'm very happy you picked this because I, I was kind of between this and another one for uh, my okay. last pick, and uh, I this this was in my top ten, and I just kind of had held on for a little while and. Um, it's crazy because this again. I keep. I feel like I keep saying this. this is another movie I didn't see until like in my thirties because I would always see the box art for it and I'd walk by it and be like, "Oh, it's just another TNA stupid slasher." Never really like knowing anything about it, knowing that it was like directed by a woman. I think it's written by a woman as well. Uh, I think maybe maybe I'm wrong there. And so I, I didn't watch it until you know uh, I don't know five years ago. I was just like, oh, this is awesome. What what in the world was I doing sleeping on this movie and not watching it? I, I think it's fantastic, and I'm very glad yeah. that you I think it's it. a great – I mean, it's been a, a few years since we can party, but I think it's a great movie to just sort of have on in a background, you know, because people are going to go, yeah. oh, shit, boobies, or is she eating a pizza off a dead guy? Like, you know, it, it's good. it's good conversation starters. Yeah. And this was one of your guys' episodes that I listened to. And I like how you point out that they order Ninja Turtle style their pizza with no anchovies <laughs> on it. So I got a kick out of that. All right, Bones. Take us home into the 10th round right. here. First pick. Um, this is a movie I did not watch. I want to say last year, year before. Random Amazon Prime Sunday night watch. Was not remotely familiar with it. Absolutely blown away by it. Uh, it's 1988. James Spader. Little flick called Jack's Back. I not do familiar. not really want to talk about this. This has one of the best twists ever. I just... Um, don't watch a trailer, nothing. Just throw it on. Um, who's sexier than James Spader in the eighties? Um, he Bowie. knows exact. Who's sexier than him now? Hey, I take him. <laughs> oh. B 
but yeah, check it out. I, I really don't want to talk about it. It's it's the one of anything okay. like just please go in dry and and enjoy it. Yeah, sounds great. I I feel like I have an awesome list now of uh, like five movies to go and and watch that are. It'll be interesting. Your guys' lists will be just like cramp like crap like crap. And ours will be like high, cl- like I have Changeling and Ghost Story, and you know, like real high level horror. <laughs> so no, Jack's back. Brought- it's one that I've never seen, but I- I've, it's always been like on my radar. I don't know where I read about it, but from time to time it comes up on lists, and I'm like, I haven't read anything about it. There's no spoilers, but it's one of those ones I've always been kind of curious about. So yeah, this is definitely put it high up there. I got 20 minutes in and it was a literal like what the fuck. I had to pause it. Like this doesn't make any sense. And, and then as it continued and it and it uncovered, I thought, "Oh, this is great. This is a great way to do this." Um so I'm glad it was it was right on the on the outskirts. So you taking the thing bumped it up. So I'm glad for that. All right, number 10, Thanks. right? That's it. That was it. That wow. is your draft. Yeah, that's awesome. Cron, give us your last pick, man. Your tenth round selection. All right. <clears throat> uh, I, whenever I had made, you know, kind of my personal list, um, I was like, well, the one thing I'm not going to do on my ten is repeat a director. But I got to say, we we've made it mm-hmm. here to number ten. Um, I made a full list of fifty. And this movie was number five on my list, and it's still out there. So um, I kind of like the idea of this director bookending my list. I'm going with 1983 Videodrome, directed by David Cronenberg. Nice. Uh, This is just a weird, weird movie. Like, James Wood plays a guy who gets brainwashed, or he gets a tumor, or actually nothing at all happens to him. Um (laughs) And that's all from watching like a pirate TV broadcast of uh, of a weird program called Videodrome. Um, it's truly like a movie that could not exist outside of the 80s, I think, because it's so focused on um, like easy access to videotape and uh, kind of just looking at like what happens to a society that can both... Um, record and consume hours and hours and hours of entertainment um and hey that's what we all do on our podcast so you know <laughs> we're living through it uh we are the video drum that's my selection for number 10 yeah. i love great. it speaking of beta brains jeez. <laughs> and also i feel a little called out where you said i i didn't want to repeat a director i feel like that was an intentional oh no i just kind of <laughs> no i know you know i it, did it it's all of the 80s so i was back just, to back same year well i so personally i was like if i get the fly i'm going to let someone else take videodrome but we've made it to round 10 and no one took it so i'm gonna take it <laughs> no great pick i i heard um I don't know if it was like Rebecca McKendry and Elric Kane or something or whatever, but they're saying that uh, it, it's such a better film to watch like on video too. Like if you go watch it like in a nice crystal clear like Blu-ray presentation, it just doesn't have the same mm-hmm. feel yeah, to it. 
and it's been so long since I watched it. I, I'm very curious, like if I put in the Blu-ray and see, like if it'll have the same. I think feel I heard somebody on a podcast talking about that as well. I I yeah. did watch it in a theater probably I don't know four or five years ago, and I I thought it was great in that presentation. So, um, but yeah, I'm sure you nice. know watching it on like an actual Betamax or VHS tape would be a weird experience for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, wonderful pick. Great. All right. There's so much great stuff still on here. Um, we're going to get to it, I'm sure, as we talk about our undrafted free agents. You know, those that will sign to our team after this draft is over. Um, but I'm just going to make sure that this gets onto my team. And even if it causes you all to laugh at me, I'm going to take Sleepaway Camp 2, Unhappy Campers, with my last pick. Um, it was between that and Slumber Party Massacre, so I'm very happy to see Slumber Party go to you, Bones, and I will take Sleepaway Camp 2. I know most people really love the original, and I, I, I see where they're coming from. I think the first one is Unintentional Camp, and 2 and 3 both are very intentional camp, and usually Intentional Camp doesn't work for me, but I think Sleepaway Camp 2, especially 2, and even 3... Uh, both really work for me. And if I had to pick one of them, it's going to be uh, uh, Sleepaway Camp 2. So that is my selection for the final pick, uh, my final pick in the 10th round. Nice. I don't think I've seen two. Bruce Springsteen's sister, Pamela Springsteen, <laughs> has taken over the role in uh, in this one. I think she does it in the third, too. Uh, and I, it's a blast. I, I had so much fun with it. I think it's great. Have you guys seen the? I've two only or three? seen part one, but Same. I mean, based on your recommendation, okay. um, definitely going to check this out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't hold me to it if you don't like it, but uh, <laughs> I enjoy it. It tickles my funny bone, and I, I I like it. So she was just born to run, you know. Yeah, exactly. Is two or three the one with the? Um... Like she's wearing a backpack on the cover with the mask. That, oh, that's two. That's two. She's yeah. She's with two is the one where she has the backpack yep. that's got Freddy's okay. gloves sticking Freeze out and then knock off. Yeah, uh, Jason right. mask okay. and everything. No, I've yeah. Yep. That's uh, I've seen that cover so many times. All right, so I should see two. I'll put it on my list now. Yeah, I friggin' found a cut box version of that tape for in the free bin at wow. the Salvation Army. They weren't even trying to sell it for 25 cents. They were just like, here's Sleepaway Camp 2, this highly desirable VHS tape for free. Here you go. And I just snagged it up. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Uh, I'm so sorry. I'm I'm very lax on this. Dan, your final selection, sir. And then Nick is going to round out the draft for us. All right. We went 10 rounds, gentlemen. We're still standing. Um... It's still on the board, so I figured we'll have to. I figured round 10 this would come in. Um, from 1980, uh, Cannibal Holocaust, gentlemen. It just, oh. it has to be represented, I think, in the top 50 at least. Ah, it's a sick ass movie. Terrible, nasty piece of film here. But I think it, it's kind of important. Maybe, I think, I don't know. It just kind of proved that nothing was off limits. 
I mean, I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre did that in the 70s, but I think this kind of upped it, made it dirtier and nastier version of Texas Chainsaw. So there you go. I think it should be represented at least. I'm not a huge Cannibal Holocaust guy, but, you know, like I said, it's it's got some power. So it's got it's got the cult following and I don't I wouldn't say cult following. I, it's one of those movies where you know, like on the, not the playground, I don't think, but when you got a little older, you were like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, okay. I'll, I'll, I guess I'll check this out. And you're like, oh shit. <laughs> so like I said, I don't got the Blu-ray or anything, guys. Right. So, I did rewatch it though for this, uh, for this event here. So. Awesome. Great work. Oh, Nick. No, no, I was going to oh, say Cannibal Holocaust, no, 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 well, apart from the killer theme song. It starts on such an amazing, like that <laughs> opening song is incredible. I listen to that casually, just on like all the time. But then <laughs> from that point on, boy, is that movie just, it's just dread the whole time. I That's one of the few movies that has ever made me feel like physically ill. Like I was just like, I shouldn't be mm-hmm. watching this. I know they killed the animals and, you know, like for real. And yeah. That alone feels kind of like mm-hmm. gross and yeah. grimy, but. I, there's something about that. Like I, I really felt it. I had like a headache by the end and I felt nauseous and I was like, it doesn't gross me out. It just like feels wrong. And it's all just like fucking daylight, bright daylight, yeah. you know? Right. That's it's so. so unusual. Yeah. Yeah. Gross movie. That's one of those ones I saw once and was like, I'm glad I saw this, but uh, never again. I think that might've been like the third time I've actually sat through it. So, <laughs> um, no. Yeah, have a headache, feeling ill. I imagine it's most of our listeners after finishing one of our episodes. <laughs> no, not at all. Ours too. Yeah. <laughs> all right, that's it. This all is right, it. Nick, take um, us home, sir. This is it. Oh man, I feel like I like there's pressure to pick something good. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with my heart, Brantley. Um, Do it, baby. It's the only one on my list that remains that I feel like is like worthy of this. So I'm just going to go with Poltergeist, which I'm surprised wasn't chosen already. Um, it seems like it's on the list. Yeah. It's not, not my favorite, yep. but uh, it's a lot of fun. And um, it seems like an important, it's definitely an important film, I think to, you know, like culturally to put on and close out the, the draft with, I guess. So, um, yep. That's it. It's a good pick. Great pick. Yeah, there's a lot of. We'll we'll get to it when we get to the undrafted free agents. But yeah, there's a lot of great stuff that uh, that didn't get drafted. And uh, but before we get there, let's do a recap. Okay, so this is going to take a minute. So please bear with me, listeners and and our wonderful guests who have stuck around for so long as we've done this <clears throat> to recap the entire draft. Bones. In the first round, you took Ghostbusters, followed by Manhunter, then Predator, then Aliens, then The Terminator, then Friday the 13th Part 6, Jason Lives, followed by Halloween 2, Silent Rage, Slumber Party Massacre, and in the 10th round, you took Jack's Back. Kron, you started off with The Fly, then Hellraiser, then A Nightmare on Elm Street, then Christine, Maniac Cop in the 5th round, Dressed to Kill in the 6th, Creep Show, Brain Damage, Black Roses, and then topped it all off with Videodrome 
in the tenth. Damn, you took an American Werewolf in London in the first, then The Lost Boys, then Demons, Reanimator, Silver Bullet, Friday the 13th, Part 5, A New Beginning, Amsterdammed, which is now at the top of both mine and Nick's to watch list, Blood Diner, Fright Night, and then wrapped it all up with Cannibal Holocaust in the 10th. Nick, you took The Shining, The Evil Dead, The Changeling, Return of the Living Dead, Night of the Demons, Ghost Story, Pet Cemetery, Tetsui, The Iron Man, Bad Taste, and then wrapped up the entire draft with Poltergeist in the 10th. And then I took The Thing, Evil Dead 2, Day of the Dead, They Live, Chopping Mall, The Monster Squad, The Hitcher, Child's Play, Waxwork, and Sleepaway Camp 2. That concludes the first mega draft, the first 10-round draft of the Horror Drafts podcast. I cannot thank Bones, Laundry Dan, Cron from the 5 Day Rentals podcast for doing such a huge draft with us. But we're not quite done yet. We got a couple post draft analysis to go through. We usually started off with uh, a steal of the draft. Who do you think got something real late in the draft that you were surprised was there and that probably would have gone earlier if you had been like, you know, guessing earlier before the draft? There's a couple that come to mind right away to me. I think Kron getting Videodrome in the 10th and Nick getting Poltergeist in the 10th were big surprises. I would I don't know if anyone else has I'm, thoughts on those or, or like other well, it, possible. It was going to be literally my next pick. So you getting the hitcher, I can't remember what, what round that was, but um, yeah. Seventh. I mean, that was, I could have seen that one yep. going, um, you know, that could have been two or three, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Let's see what else on here. Yeah. There's a couple Dan, you got fright night in the ninth. I feel like that's another late round great pickup. Yeah, um, still there, so maybe higher than the ninth, but, you know. Yeah. I'm surprised Child's Play went in the eighth round. Mm. Yeah, I have no idea what you guys is, uh, you know, if you guys are, are into Chucky and, and the Child's Play franchise or, or not, uh, you know. It's again, like you never know going into these rounds what, you know, what you guys are thinking in terms of what you want to draft and that kind of thing. I think I'd say Bones getting Slumber Party too in the ninth with the final pick in the ninth draft is like a pretty, I mean, that was like almost in my top 10 basically. So, yeah, I thought, I mean, I know it's uh, seventh, but Halloween two, I thought maybe Halloween or Halloween Mm -hmm. three would have for sure got taken. Now, like Child's Play yep. and Hellraiser, for me, honestly, they're they're like USA movies, like they're movies that I always saw late, mm. like edited together, mm. like so they they're all sort of grouped up. So, save for like the woman putting on the karate gear and kicking Chucky's ass, like I don't really recall. I don't have a ton of like recall of them, you know. But if you guys gotcha. have such a strong opinion of that franchise. I might bump that up on the list. Uh, it was a surprise, I think, to both Nick and I. And you'll, I mean, I'm sure if you listen to that episode, you'll hear us just be like so shocked how, how much we okay. liked all of them. Um, when we when we did uh, either a rewatch of ones we had seen or like I had never seen Curse and Cult of Chucky or Seed of Chucky, actually, that I think about it. 
or not the whole thing of Studio Trigger. I don't remember. But we were, yeah, we were both surprised how consistent that franchise is. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think with that one specifically, I just got to it too late. Like by the time I watched uh, mm. the, you know, a not TV edited version of Chucky, it was like, well, this just isn't going to land the same way as if I was, uh, you know, 14 or something. So definitely. Yeah. Well, how about we do it this way? Because we've all thrown out a bunch. How about we'll go around and we'll each say what we think are the steal of the draft was. So I'm, I'll start off. I think Kron getting Videodrome in the 10th is a, a hell of a steal. Uh, and one I thought would have gone much higher. Uh, Brantley getting the Hitcher in 7. <laughs> <laughs> What do you say, Nick? What do you think the steal is? Uh, looking over this list again. I mean, I... If I had to pick one, I'd probably pick Child's Play, but Halloween 2 is up there as well. Yep. Oh. Bones or Dan? What do you guys think? I think you... Brantley getting the Monster Squad in 6 was pretty... I, I thought that would make... Make the top three rounds, in my opinion. But oh, okay. I thought I might get pushback on that because it wasn't like you know horror enough. Yeah, we we were pretty much but coming in. We nice. were going to allow anything, so <laughs> oh, okay. unless it was just blatantly, <laughs> you know, not even adjacent to horror. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Friday six. I. The way that I had everything grouped up, yeah. I thought for sure you were going to take that earlier. Um, mm-hmm. So by the time that came back around with Terminator, I was like, okay, I guess I'll take it now. Because at that point, you know, Jason hadn't been on the list. So I felt like yeah. we got to get no, him that's in a good mid, call. mid-range there. Yeah, I think that was number three on my list, but... Uh... You know, I think I, I, instead of going by my heart the whole way, I was just kind of trying to strategize a little bit, and that cost me Friday 6. So, yeah, I, I agree. You grabbing it in the sixth round is, that's on me. You know, that's up on me for passing on it five times and not taking it. All right, reach of the draft. Anyone think someone grabbed something earlier that they probably could have gotten a little bit later in the draft? Was Ghostbusters on anybody else's radar? Not on mine. I was honestly, I was going to say most of your, like, I did have Predator. I think Predator was actually my number 50 on my list of 50. So, but it's just kind of, I think you and I like different stuff from the 80s. So your list seems like you and yes, there's just not a ton of crossover between ours. Mm Mm-hmm. What well, round did you so, get Ghostbusters? I honestly thought Ghostbusters would have been... I I thought it was going to be on a lot of people's lists. I didn't even like... Uh, that was, was Bones' first, first yeah. round wow. selection. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, those movies scared I... the shit out of me when I was little. Like, and I know that's like... The, but like, <laughs> yeah. They clearly have horror elements. Like, you know, they wouldn't exist without horror movies right. being there to, to parody. Um, so, I, I honestly thought, yeah. I thought that was going to be on a lot of people's lists. And I think two is scarier than the first. Yeah, the painting. I think there's, 
the painting, oh, the oh, stuff yeah. with the kid, the flashlight eyeballs mm-hmm. in the hallway. Um, yeah, there were elements of the of two. It was actually it was next. It was the if somebody stole something else, it was number eleven. I was like, I'm just gonna cap off the whole. Th- I'll do oh. you know Ghostbusters one at at the top and then two at number ten. But yeah, um, I, I thought I was like, well, obviously number one, I want the thing. But I was like, there's no, I mean, it's going to be in my mind next to The Shining, it was the next one to go. Those were the top two. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Those were nice. literally my top two. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did anyone else have They Live on their list? Because that was the other one I thought I might get pushed back on because it wasn't horror. I had it enough. as like a an alternate, so I like I was gonna make sure I okay. had a carpenter, um, but since Christine was still mm-hmm. out there, I went that way. But I could have very easily went gotcha. They Live or um, Prince of Darkness. Yeah, I had gotcha. the thing, then Christine, and then. If I was going to get one of them, it would be it would be the fog or they live, and I was just going to play that depending on how the board went. So the fog, the is fog another is one. I can't believe no nice. one picked. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're we're going to get probably a big long yeah. list from all of us about the undrafted stuff. That's there's a lot that I'm surprised didn't get drafted. Why don't we just get right into it? What's like the biggest surprise for you guys that didn't get drafted? Or just list off some of the ones that you... I'm going to say uh, Near Dark. I, I figured that would be up yeah. there. Man, uh, I mean, it was yeah. on mine. That's I like think Friday 4 and Friday 2, I thought, were yeah crazy that they didn't go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought uh, the fog, I thought the gate was a distinct possibility. Yeah. I did take bad taste. Uh, the stepfather. I don't know if anyone else. Uh, My bloody Valentine. Yeah. No one took that one. one. I, I thought that one might go, might go to the, the folks. Yeah. The stuff. The, yeah. I had the stuff pretty high on mine. Like, if a couple people had picked a few different things, it probably would have been on my list. Gotcha. I figured. Night of the Creeps oh, yeah. didn't go. I thought that might. I have. figured Bones would have Scanners. Dead Heat on there. I did have Dead Heat, but oh, that's. That's the cop mm-hmm. one, right? The the, the yeah. undead partner. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Texas one. Chainsaw Massacre no, Part Two. That was on my list. Yeah. Yeah. That would have gone eventually. Nope. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street Three. Yeah, Dream Warriors. No one took definitely. that. I I had no idea like how people were gonna think on the franchises, like if they were gonna try to go from those or more some of these standalones. Yeah. So so yeah, that was. I had no idea. Pumpkinhead. Yeah, Pumpkinhead. Gremlins. If we're talking yeah. kinder trauma, no one grabbed uh, Gremlins. I, I had the Blob from 1988 pretty high on my list. Uh, I almost put just that on there. Oh, yeah. So visually interesting. Yeah. I mean, Gremlins was yep. number 44 on my 44 list. Like it was. That's number yeah, 44 on was, my list. There were. So Evil Dead. A lot of Cronenbergs. There were just a few things that I knew don't really interest me, but I was like, I'm not even going to put them on my list. Like, let you guys sort of fight over those. So I think that's how I was able to get like 
Predator, Aliens, and Terminator. Bam. Like Nice. Uh from Beyond was pretty yeah. high on mine, but when Dan as well. when Dan took Reanimator, I was kind of like, "Well, we at least got you know Stuart Gordon on there somewhere." So, yeah. Well, that was down to yeah. the choice. I was like, "Should I do From Beyond?" I know it's a little less known pick, but I was like, "You gotta have Reanimator." Do you guys um, mm-hmm. do you log on Letterboxd? I'm really yeah. not good about doing it, and I need to be better about it. Um, I have an account, but I yeah. if you look at it, you'll probably see I haven't logged in quite a while. I keep like a Google spreadsheet that I like will say when I watch movies to keep track of that way, but I really should just switch it over to Letterboxd and do ratings and reviews. It was interesting over the last few weeks to watch Cron uh, and Dan <laughs> log stuff. Yeah. So, and it oh, was like, okay. Because... Uh, okay. <laughs> And then so one that I think Dan watched it was House. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. Steve Miner. Yeah. Like, let's get a Steve Miner on there. I thought maybe that mm-hmm. was coming from Dan. Is is House the only horror movie where not only do no people die, you literally end the movie with more people alive than <laughs> there were prior to the monster being it's defeated? Kid and daughter back. I mean, they like the whole movie is about PTSD, mm-hmm. right? It's about like a Vietnam veteran coming to terms with the friend he lost overseas and like being blaming himself for it. And he's divorced. His child has died because he like drowned in a pool. If I'm remembering correctly. And then at the end, once he has vanquished that, you know, guilt he has, he, his son comes back to life and his wife comes back. So you literally end the movie with more people than you started with. It's a happy ass ending. Yeah, am I am I remembering yeah, that right? Yeah, I watched. Yeah, I like, watched it this week. It. Yeah, um, yeah. I just couldn't get over it. Like, Night Court was a show that I just watched all the time to fall asleep to. So when Bull from Night Court mm-hmm. was his buddy in Vietnam, I was like, "This does not work, man." Norm, I can't take this secret. <laughs> yeah, there's secret serious. Yeah, Cron, uh, you'd mentioned Maniac. Uh, I thought maybe you would. That was pretty high on my list. Yeah, Maniac, well, Maniac to me, I really, the like the gore of it is incredible. Um, but I don't know, man. When I was watching it, it, whenever it cuts to him just hanging out in his apartment, I feel like I'm watching uh, Jim Carrey play Tony Clifton in Man on the Moon. Like, he just, they look the exact same. They, it's kind of like very goofy, like... Hey, what are you doing with that wig on over? It's just kind of like, okay, can we just get back to the to the to the horror elements of this movie? <laughs> yeah, that was an interesting remake. I never saw the original, but I did see the the remake with Elijah Wood, and that's uh, uh, yeah, I never watched it. I, yeah, I, I didn't mind the it. Remake. It was uh, was it really was the whole thing in first person? I can't remember now. But I remember um, that being like, I don't remember if the whole thing was, but it definitely a huge chunk of it is. I don't know if they switch at the end to a either. different perspective. I don't remember. So the director of Maniac did Maniac Cop. Yeah, yeah. one, two, w- and William three. Yes. So did he do the James Cameron yeah. thing where he walked in the room, wrote Maniac, and then just wrote Cop, and then walked out? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> they were like, actu- "Shit! Holy shit!" <laughs> you actually yeah. watched a movie by him the other day, uh, Vigilante, I think. Oh yeah, you guys seen Vigilante? That's by him as well. No, but I I could have guessed it was his because so he 
as the director and producer of all of these movies, he still owns the rights to them. So he is constantly re-releasing them under his label, Blue okay. Underground, because he like owns the rights to them. So I, it's one I could have guessed, I guess, that he had done, because I believe that was a okay. Blue Underground release that I saw, like a 4K of. But I know he also like buys the rights to movies sometimes, too, like so that he can own them and release. I mean, at least yeah. he's putting it out there. You know, I, I'd oh, be yeah. a bummer if he yeah. was buying it and, you know, keeping lock on them like Prince did, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, no. No, he's, uh, he's putting them that out. An, yeah, that was another one I watched for movie. Action Boys. They covered it. And I was like, this is... Robert yeah, Forster? Guys like right. gonna, half the yeah, movie okay. is just improvised dialogue. It's like, just go out there and like talk. Nice. And they... It's like curb your enthusiasm. They say the one thing they need and then they move on. It's crazy. That's great. Uh, no, all right. Hang on. Let me add vigilante. Yeah. I had a couple more like undrafted oh, real quick. Um, so yeah, Altered States was a movie I watched for preparation on this. Uh, it's definitely like a more serious version of Brain Damage, but um, I thought it was like very interesting. The visuals were crazy on it. So. Um, that one, Life Force by Toby Hooper, just because it's so I had so it. bizarre. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then the last one uh, I had on was Silent Night, Deadly Night, the first one. Nice. <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> I had uh, yeah Monster Dog from 1984 with Alice Cooper. <laughs> Mother's Day from 1980. Twice yep. Dead from 1988. Uh, the Hunger from ninety eight eighty three, Stage Fright Aquarius from eighty seven, and Kyle, Street Trash. Kyle, did Dan just bring all five day yeah. rentals? Movies? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay, <laughs> guys, if you want to hear any of those discards discussed in detail, <laughs> yes, that's his point. <laughs> Cross promotion. Listen to Monster Dog. That's that's uh, it. That's all I you think need. the only the last two that I would bring up were uh, Beetlejuice, oh yeah, which is eighty eight, yep. and then Vampire's Kiss, also eighty eight. Mm-hmm. The Nick Cage nice. movie. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Vamp is on there as well. Yeah. Did you have any Brantley? I had had a bunch more too, but they were just all like, there's so many. Oh, yeah. I mean. I've mentioned a bunch already. I'm surprised no one took like, well, not that no one took, but like, you know, the Toxic Avenger. Yeah, I consider you know, that. I would have thought maybe like yep. someone would have grabbed it or, um, I really love Road Games. I think it's a fantastic, um, kind of horror thriller with Jamie Lee and, um, Stacey Keach. I've been, um, I've been wanting to watch that one for a while. Road Games. I've never seen it, but, uh, the cover looks so yeah. cool. <laughs> Yeah, no, and it's it's I, I loved it. It's another one I hadn't seen until recently, and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Um, shoot, keep keep on trucking's one of your things. There you go. It's a it's a trucking movie. So in Australia, though, so it's uh it's interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, there's like a bunch of other ones, but yeah, it's uh, I'm surprised. Well, not surprised, but you just—I never knew what to expect, right? So it's like I—I I basically put together a list and tried to list like them in order one to fifty, but you know, you never know what other folks are going to mm-hmm. bring to it. There, there's like things like Blood Rage and Rawhead Rex and April Fool's Day and stuff that like, you know, they're they're on these like yeah. alternates yeah. basically. Yeah. 
And oh, we a couple werewolf movies got picked. That's what I was surprised. Silver Bullet, like when so that's, yeah, that's when you were one. prepping that one, prefacing it, I thought it was definitely going to be the Howling. But yep, yeah. We came in. Awesome. We wanted to get a little, right, well, th- a little deeper than the the norm. I think. <laughs> I think we <laughs> I think always kind of do. Yeah, I don't. No, I think this was fantastic. I want to thank you guys uh, once again to the wonderful folks here from the Five Day Rentals podcast, Bones, Dan, and Cron. Guys, we we can't thank you enough for coming on and giving us um, what I believe is now over four hours between this two episodes. Uh, thank yeah. you guys. I I, I, yeah, I can't endless, thank you thank enough. You. Really. This was a blast. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, we encourage all of our listeners to go and check out the Five Day Rentals podcast. It is uh, a lot of fun. If you've worked in video stores before, you'll really enjoy the openings. And if you haven't, you'll understand a little bit of what some of us had to put up with uh, <laughs> to a certain degree. <laughs> maybe maybe not as much as the Five Day Rentals video store does. But uh, yeah, it's it's a blast of a podcast. And uh, these guys uh, are are very wonderful and very gracious to to come on and do our podcast so thank you thank guys you. so thank much you. i can't wait awesome. to have you guys thank on you. like we need to figure out how to get you guys in there oh yeah. anytime that yeah. sounds like a blast yeah i'd yeah. love to thanks gentlemen yeah i I'm looking forward to it guys thank you everybody for listening uh please rate review subscribe uh if you would like to uh and uh, we'll see you next time the song you heard in this episode is You Are a Monster by Monroeville Music Center. It's being used under a CCBY Creative Commons license and was accessed from freemusicarchive.org. If you'd like to hear more of Monroeville Music Center's work, you can find them on Bandcamp, their Facebook page, YouTube, Spotify, Pandora, Apple Music, Discogs, iHeartRadio, and Deezer. Oh,